0: Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Culture Club.
1: Money FM 89.3, good afternoon. It is drive time. Elliot, Dank, Timothy Timothy going to ATNTM with you. Time now for Culture Club. Um, and we're talking about
0: beer. Yeah, uh, yeast whisper. Right? <laughs> that's yeast that's whisper. I can't about. wait for this
1: one. Uh, Craft beer, if you've noticed in recent times, has uh, become quite uh, quite popular.
0: Yes, it has. And uh, Brewlander is one of those places that is thrilled to present something it's calling Brunanza Fest. I uh, need to go for this one. This is Singapore's largest craft beer festival. Uh, over twenty of the most innovative local and international craft breweries uh, from all over the world—in fact, America, Asia, Australia, Europe, and the UK—will mm. be taking part.
1: Happening on the third to sixth of August at the Bayfront Event Space, uh, so you can look forward to you know a curated selection of over a hundred unique beers. Mm. Wow, this is big business. Um, they'll also be able to try never seen before brews by overseas breweries, otherwise not accessible in Singapore. New types of beers, especially crafted for the festival and we're going to find out more from John Way, the founder and yeast whisperer of Brewlander. John, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. How'd you come up with the title yeast whisperer, man?
2: Oh, actually, it's uh, I did an interview once and uh, journalists basically coined the term, and it's stuck. Oh. It's it stuck with me ever since. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: So, John, yeah. what does the yeast say to you, anyway? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Have to ask. Yeah. So, brewlander. What is the story behind brewlander?
2: So, brewlander actually started as a hobby of mine. I came back uh, from the UK after a trip, and I had a beer awakening moment. Like I remember walking into a dark, dingy pub. wasn't expecting much. You know, ordered a beer. And I was really blown away about how flavorful that beer was. Because, you know, most beers here taste very similar like commercial mm-hmm. lagers. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I had that beer for the first time, I was like, wow, I didn't realize beer could actually have so much flavor in it. Right. So the next thing I, I came back to Singapore, I emailed the brewery and they weren't keen on exporting so far away from, from uh, where they were. Okay. So I chanced upon this thing called homebrewing. And that was in 2008, and, you know, I really dived deep into the the whole hobby of brewing beers at home. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. I was really addicted to the hobby because, you know, when I'm brewing that weekend, I will look forward to it. like Kind of like cooking in a sense, like, oh, I'm going to brew the same beer again, but I'm going to change. What can I change? How can I improve, right? And it's really fun, you know, and three weeks later, you invite your friends over and drink the beers for, you know, and, and hang out over... Game, you know, watching football or playing mm. some PlayStation games and just enjoying the beers. Yeah, and you know, it was really, really fun and it was very therapeutic for me. Okay. The whole process was very therapeutic for me.
1: That sounds quite, yeah. quite fun. John, when when you started this at home in your HDB flat, were you living mm-hmm.
2: alone or were you living no, with your parents? No, I, I just got married actually oh. and uh, my wife was very... Tolerant with me. Tolerant. Very good choice of words. Yeah. (laughs) Very tolerant and patient. And, you know, because you require to put many fridges at home, right? And in the end, I had more beer fridges than than regular Mm. fridge with uh, groceries and food.
0: (laughs) Wow. That is such a fascinating story, how you turned a hobby
2: into something bigger than that. Yeah. All from walking into a a pub. Yeah. So, I mean, over the years, Mm. like, uh, I've been brewing so many beers. And i didn't know if the beers were supposed to taste the way it is supposed to because okay. we didn't have a lot of imports then right so mm-hmm. I, I couldn't compare mm-hmm. it so i started sending it to some competitions mm-hmm. and uh, you know usually a judge will give you some feedback on how to improve the beers what's good about the beer what's not good about the beers and what improvements to make mm-hmm. okay. and I, I was surprised when uh, the results came back i, I got some medals wow. uh, really surprised because before that your friends all come over and drink for free they tell you your beer is Amazing because it's free, right okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it was pleasantly surprised, yeah,
1: so would you consider yourself a bit of like a a setter as far as this industry goes here in Singapore because there there are quite a number of people who have you know since also started brewing their own uh, beer. what is your view of the local beer scene?
2: yeah, I think it there probably hasn't been a more exciting time uh, for local craft beer right in mm. terms of the variety of beers that you can get today. I I, I think when we first started, it was really, really tough. Really, really tough because no one really understood what craft beer was. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, there was no appreciation of uh, local beer, right? Local craft beer made by locals. And, you know, know, I've done tasting with uh, restaurants and they were like, are you sure you make the beer? You're so skinny. I thought brewers have, (laughs) you know, have to have a beer and a beer belly. You know, and some of them would joke like, wow, you know, will I go to hospital after drinking the beer? <laughs> you know, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> thankfully, the quality of our beer spoke for itself. Um, mm. But we see ourselves. I wouldn't want to say that, you know, we, we take all the credit and say we're the trendsetter. But I would really think that we help be a catalyst mm. for, you know, opening up and flying the flag of appreciating local beers, and that, you know, locals can make really fantastic craft beer as good as any, anyone else in the world. Mm.
0: John, yeah. can, can you describe to us what would be the characteristics of a locally crafted beer in Singapore? Mm.
2: Wow. I think the most important thing, uh, at least from for my point of view, is the brewer, right? So mm. I think it first comes from the expression that the brewer wants to convey, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how he, he actually executes that and conveys that uh, in the beer that he's producing. And how that could be would be, does he want to, you know, challenge the status quo and, and brew a beer that's very, very bold, right? And, you know, because before that, everyone thinks that beer in Asia is a little bit more safe, watered down, uh, lacking flavor, right? Or could it be, you know, uh, uh, using ingredients, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that's very native To these parts of the region uh what we have done before as well is uh we have actually cultivated yeast that's you know uh in our environment in in singapore right and we have cultivated some yeast there and brew a a batch of beer before so that's really 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 local because most beers that you brew today the yeast is either a german yeast or english yeast or a a european yeast whereas i think that would be very special if we actually manage to have, uh, you know, isolate a culture that's uniquely Singaporean or Asian. I think that that would be really, really smart. So there are different ways, you know, to actually uh, brew something that's very local. Uh, STB will be proud of you, John.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to assume that you've travelled the world attending, like, beer conventions.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. what is
1: it like? And, and this is just for fun, and just because I know a little bit about it. Um, what is it like in Germany, where they have an actual law on uh, how many ingredients you can use uh, to brew your beer?
2: Yeah, I think at the end of the day, most brewers still use the same four ingredients. Right, right. And it's uh, I can I mean I can go on and on about fermentation, right? But it's <laughs> really amazing. I mean, it's kind of like charcuterie, right? Like everyone uses the same four ingredients. The, the everyone buys the same sweet sauce. Correct. But how come? you know this store has a long queue and the other one doesn't mm-hmm. have a queue right mm-hmm. i think it's it's all about the execution uh the thought process the piecing together of the recipes and obviously using premium ingredients yeah. you know but i think what it does is it provides a plain canvas for all the brewers to express themselves uh you know creatively it's you know the and i think and that, the lap
1: chong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think that's the beauty of craft beer right it's it's not about or who's better, or, or making the best beer, yeah. but it's about having a variety of beers to satisfy different palates out there, right, and different mm. choices out there, and I think that's, that's the fun of it, that's the fun of it, yeah.
0: All right, speaking of having fun, so you're going to have something called Brunanza Fest by <laughs> Brunlander. Tell us more about what to expect here.
2: Yeah, so you know, we've always wanted to do a invitational festival because uh, I mean myself coming out from home brewing it's a very community based hobby. Right. We usually in the past always gather, bring our own beers out, you know, share and you know, share tips about how to improve the beers and coming on to craft beer professionally as well, right? It's very community is very, very tight. Right, We help each other out. Even today, even though we have grown a little bit more, we we try our best also to help the community. When there's supply chain issue, we help the the breweries, smaller, newer breweries as well. Ah. And I think what is great about this is that we don't see ourselves as being a loner you know, in this industry and trying to, you know, race away from the pack, right? But we see ourselves as really bringing community together and moving forward together. And I think that's the fun of it, you know, and and we've always had a lot of friends, you know, in Singapore, in Europe, in the US, you know, in Asia as well. When we travel there, we have done collaborations with breweries in Hong Kong, in Australia. And, you know, we see this as an event as well to invite them over, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And have a good time. Um, obviously, a lot of them are also looking for export opportunities here, and and we see it as being able to create value for everyone that's taking part. But also at the same time, you know, sharing a lot of beers that most Singaporean uh, beer drinkers hadn't had the chance to taste, and their only option is to fly there to mm-hmm. taste it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, you know, we, thankfully, you know, through our uh, friendship with a lot of these breweries, we are bringing some really, 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 really top top names in the world of craft beer today. You know, like ranging from, you know, crushable beers for hot day afternoon to beers that are like smoothie, you know, it's like fruited smoothies, so thick, like uh, fruit juice really, uh, you know, and and even, seriously, and you know, some (laughs) of the darkest, heaviest uh, imperial stouts, you know, the range is there, right? And Mm. even yesterday, we just confirmed one of the top breweries in the world who will be showing up uh, from the US, Trillium. Trillium is one of the top, top uh, hazy IPAs. And it's almost impossible to get them outside the U.S., right? Oh. And thankfully, they've, they've agreed to come on board. Yeah, so it's, it's really going to be a treat. And what we want to do is really create an experience, uh, you know, for all beer lovers, you know. But it's not all just, just about beers, right? We have also worked with, uh, you know, um, a lot of F&B uh, uh, people as well, right? They're on top of their craft in Singapore. And as well, you know, what's a beer fest without great music, yeah. right? So we yeah. have also teamed up with, uh, you know, very talented uh, local collectives who will be curating the music program for us, right? So at least on the electronic music side of things, Ice Cream Sunday, very renowned local collective, right, will be curating all the DJs uh, for us throughout the festival, Um, you know, and likewise uh, on Sunday, Sweetness Follows, which is a local label, is putting on some really, really good local indie musicians and bands as well, right? So we want to see this as really a collaboration with other creatives in, in our space, right? You know, and I think it's going to be really, really fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, Brunance of by Brunlander happening from the 3rd to 6th August at the Bayfront event space. I will be there. Will I be there just one day or all three days? We shall see. John Way, founder and yeast Whisperer of Brulander, on the line with us. John, appreciate your time. Take care and have a great weekend ahead. Thank you.
0: See you guys there.